the moment you've all been waiting for, a polite conversation with Gay Dave and Ina. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this special Intellectual Dollar Tree interview. I'm super pleased, super excited to have Ina, a.k.a. Nice Mangoes on Twitter, the host of the Polite Conversations podcast here with me virtually. Ina, how you doing? I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're a, I know you're a, you're a, you're a mother. And so your time is very valuable. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't get much uh, quiet time. So if you hear any screeching and singing in the background, I apologize in advance. Oh, if it's your baby singing in the background, that's probably adorable. <laughs> so, <clears throat> There's been a lot going on, um, like recently in the news that is, you know, relevant to both your and my interests. But I kind of wanted to start off with a bit of a dust up that happened a little bit ago. And I'm not sure if, if it ever really ended. I remember the dust up about a uh, new atheism in the far right. And I just thought maybe uh... we could talk a little, not, maybe not about the dust up so much because that's just interpersonal stuff. But like, you know, I wanted to maybe give my take on what happened with new atheism in the right and see if like, like, See if you have uh, anything kind of to add or any any place where maybe you could add to, yeah, change, maybe not even change it, uh, improve my understanding or improve what I have to say. Um, my take isn't so much that like people who don't believe in God ended up reactionaries. My take is that a lot of the content creators went that direction because they ran out of room basically inside of atheism to make more kind of edgy content. And so they ended up kind of following like ended up kind of going down like the men's rights rabbit hole in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, I always, always say and stress that, uh, you know, I have nothing against atheists. I am one myself. And, uh, you know, I really uh, believe in advocating for secular causes. And it's really a, such a shame that, uh, just the whole scene has been so tainted by these right-wing douchebags, really. So I think you're right that it's not it's not the godlessness that is the problem. Um, it's the specifics, the, the the direction that this particular scene went. You know, the new atheist scene. It kind of sprang out of. Um, 9-11 and that whole commentary in the post 9-11 world and I guess people were very fired up about talking about um, this clash of civilizations with Islam and I, I think maybe it drew a lot of anti-Muslim bigots in right um, so at some point I thought that the leaders like Dawkins and Harris and uh, whoever else were actually genuine people who were like, you know, equal offense, equal opportunity offenders. They hated all religion equally. And, you know, they just started getting a lot of shit whenever they touched the topic of Islam. So that's kind of what made me sympathetic to them like many, many years ago. And, you know, I just have to give the context that I grew up in a theocracy. I grew up in Saudi Arabia. So you're very, very angry when you get out of an environment like that. And you tend to have like a 
sort of a reactionary side, an angry atheist side, if you do go the non-believer route. But then you follow these guys for just a little while and you can see through their bullshit so easily. Like they are, they say one thing and do another thing and you can just see the passion in them when they talk about hating Islam and portraying Muslim immigrants as uniquely, uh, I don't know, uniquely violent and likely to be terrorists and stuff. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I think it also just had, you know, the events and stuff had a had a white dude problem because I remember I forget what year I was at Tam. <laughs> yes, th- there's that that prong of it too. Yeah, I forget but what year the, I was at Tam. The whole just... Islam thing, I think, drew a lot of right wingers into it, and then it also um, sort of groomed a bunch of ex Muslims, to my dis- dismay, to to be in that right wing sphere. I'm an ex Muslim, and I genuinely. Um, came to the conclusions that I did. I questioned religion because of my progressive beliefs and values. And it's shocking to me still um, when I see ex-Muslims, you know, palling around with Gad Sad or being anti-trans or, you know, it's like I thought that you said you didn't like religion for all this bigoted stuff. And then you're back at the same place. Well, one of the things that I say, and I feel like it, it kind of pisses people off, but I'm like, I think a lot of the, I think a lot of maybe the new atheist types were using maybe my queer identity as like a, like a prop or a, a pawn oh, 100%. in their crusade. 100%. I remember the times when Douglas Murray and Sam Harris would talk about how um, scary it is to let too many uh, Muslim immigrants in because they're homophobic and how, you know, that was really upsetting to them because, you know, we've moved beyond such things here in the West. And uh, while they downplay um, the threat of fundamentalist Christians who are the real people in power over here, and as we can see years later now, those are the people chipping away at LGBTQ rights. And... Um, they, you know, when when uh, stats came out about like how Muslims in America were actually more progressive on um, the topic of LGBTQ marriage, I can't remember exactly what it was, but then evangelicals, like nobody, none of these big figureheads commented on that. Well, I believe when I saw that, the first place I saw it was the uh, left wing publication Reason. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and what did they have to say on well, that? No, they were the one. The first place I saw that study that you're talking about was oh, in okay. Reason, like a libertarian publication. So, right, it, you know, ultra woke. Yeah, ultra woke. Well, the ultra yeah. woke Reason. So it's like, and I think that I think that you know one of the things that I have tried to tell people when I get in these conversations is you know. I can't really do anything about what's happening in Saudi Arabia or Iran, but I certainly, mm-hmm. I certainly can be kind to my neighbors and the people in my community and treat people here. Well, as, as they've, they've treated me well generally. So like, you know, that, that, Oh, well, if you were in one of these countries, they'd throw you off a building. I'm like, well, okay. Is that a reason for me to hate my neighbor here? Yeah. That doesn't track. Like 
No, no, that's like trying to judge every, you know, if you're judging Muslims by the worst among them, like by ISIS standards, then that's like judging every white person you meet, you know, and judging them as a Nazi, which is completely ridiculous, right? Absolutely. Some of my favorite people are white. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, it's 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 been rough. It's been weird. And I think there was like a really big inflection point in atheism. And um, it was one of the first things I actually wrote and wrote about in my blog. It's the, the elevator gate incident at a, was it at TAM one year? I forget what it was. What year? I think it was 2013 where Rebecca Watson had the temerity to say, right, hey, don't right. hit on me in the elevator. Yeah. How dare she? And, you know, the way that I had heard it, like, obviously, you've probably been following this scene longer than I have if you wrote about Elevator Gate because I only went back and looked up the video that she did just like a couple years ago because I can't remember why I did. Maybe it was this uh, new atheism merged with the far right controversy or whatever. Um, but when I saw it, I was really surprised at how mild and like nothing. There was nothing in that video that was there to like that could have been worth so much outrage because I'd been hearing about it for years and I thought, I don't know what I pictured. I thought it was going to be wild, but no, it was very, very reasonable. Yeah. It was a fairly long video where she kind of talked about her experience at the conference. And then there was just like a couple minutes at the end where she's like, and guys don't do this. Yeah. 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 And I mean, yeah, it, it, it's pretty good advice, right? If if you're all at a bar, because the, the, the context was they were at a bar in the hotel after, you know, everybody was socializing. And I think she had given a talk and talked about how these types of experiences make her uncomfortable or something like that. And then after that talk, someone was in the elevator alone with her. I think it was late at night. And then they asked her back to the room. Yeah. To the the room. Yeah. I mean, I understand that you can just say no, but also you have to understand how uncomfortable and uh, frightening that situation can be. Yeah. Cause the elevator is like not a place you can leave. If you're going to like, if you're going to, flirt with somebody that's what the bar's for yeah like that's why people probably go to the bar is to mingle and like if if you were at the same bar as this person for you know any amount of time and then you don't even like talk to them until you hit the elevator you're a creep yeah yeah and then immediately jump to hey you want to come back to my room uh no yikes yikes i mean I don't know. It depend, you know, depending, you know, it's different for me, like as a gay man, if I was at an event and some guy that was, you know, I thought was hot invited me back to his room, I might do it. But the, yeah, the, but even if you did that, like in an elevator, the woman isn't going to know that you're gay and you're just being friendly. So, right. You know, the same thing would apply. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Whereas if it's two men and the context is that it's a, like a gay event where it's kind of cruisy, the whole thing is just very different, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'd still be like, why didn't you talk to me at the bar? Hmm. <laughs> but it was it was just so the the response to that it wasn't like oh you know i disagree and maybe you just misunderstood the guy and you know he was just trying to you know he was, we all want to meet people and he was maybe just you know happened to be on the elevator with you and thought you were interesting them the response to that was like i forget what did dawkins he called her muslima or something no i think he wrote a response in the comments like dear muslima you know doesn't matter what you're going through like basically downplaying western feminism as you know silly and frivolous and when muslim just like how they use your identity dave they've used my identity right even though i'm not technically a muslim woman an ex-muslim woman but a woman from that region 
um, that's they don't really care about gay rights or women's rights. They just like to use these issues for their convenience to demonize someone else. Right. And, you know, we're again talking about the, the, the popular people who came up in new atheism. I think most people who don't believe in God do care about um, gay rights and women's rights. Yeah. Yeah. No, again. Yeah. Want to make it clear. It's this specific scene. It's online movement atheism and the turn that it took the very clear rightward turn. And I think it comes from two main kind of undercurrents, right? It's that anti-Muslim piece. And then there's that anti-feminist piece and those two together. And then now, you know, the transphobic issues bleeding into the general anti-LGBT stuff. Yeah, and the that's actually the next thing on my uh, document here. The one thing I noticed, too, is that a lot of people in what maybe I think, I forget who called it this, the critique sphere, the people who are critical of, you know, the IDW types and the, like, sort of public intellectual galaxy brain types, a lot of those people mm-hmm. won't touch the trans issue with a 10-foot pole. Uh, or they'll touch it and they'll just, like, have on some transphobe and just not provide any context or pushback and just like sort of sanitize their image and yeah and it it's weird because you know on one hand they'll excuse me on one hand they'll go after jordan peterson in a pretty dramatic way low-hanging fruit just like anti-vaxxers yeah jordan peterson got famous for being an anti-trans bigot it was the c16 thing that brought him to everybody's attention yeah When people just leave, uh, like uh, certain people, a lot of people just leave that out. Yeah, but now he's like, uh, he's like completely unhinged. He's losing it more. Like we thought he was bad like a year ago, but he's completely like he's angry at random signs and public service <laughs> messages and don't waste paper towels. He's like, why, why are the works telling me not to use paper towels as much as I want? I don't know. It's a my Peterson impression is terrible. Yeah, my co-host uh, Ashley, who has d- uh, calls herself the media once, does a just a bang up Jordan Peterson impression, but she <laughs> she hates that kind of content. She's like, I can't yeah. sit through any of this crap. She's like, I gave you my impression. That's all. I'm, that's all you'll get. Yeah, it's a it it's weird, and I think again, like the critique sphere, it's got like a it's it's like a like a like a straight white dude problem. The entire critique sphere. Is yeah, like unfortunately, uh, yeah, all of uh, I guess the English-speaking internet has that problem. No, like those are the people that um, end up being the most popular in their content making. Yeah, I find that you know, you know, I, I imagine that if I was less, I don't know heteronormative presenting i might you know have a little bit rougher go of it as a content creator um Mm. but i don't know that's you know it's unknowable and i don't i don't i certainly don't ever hide the fact that i'm gay i mean Mm -hmm. isn't it in your like twitter handle or something (laughs) yeah (laughs) i always just put something else after it right now it's that i'm more popular than the forward party of california (laughs) (laughs) the andrew yang one yeah oh god Oh God, that guy's like friend. That guy's like pals with uh, Brett uh, Weinstein and Heather Hying and like Eric Weinstein and those people. Yeah, and isn't he? Wasn't he like a favorite of Harris too at one point? Yeah, like and- everyone always like 
um, mentions Brett and Heather and the other, like always they, they think that Sam Harris is like so much better than these other weirdos, these other IDW weirdos, but he's really not. He might be slightly smarter at, um, speaking out of both sides of his mouth, but, and he's not an utter anti-vaxxer though. He's become a bit of a vax centrist now. <laughs> like, um, when he was speaking with Bill Maher, uh, on his terrible podcast, they were both talking about how, um, Oh, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to get another one or I don't know if I'm going to get the bivalent. I can't remember exactly what it was a couple of months ago. Now I watched it, but it was something that made me laugh because it was kind of leaning in the direction of vaccine hesitancy and vaccine centrism, if that's a thing. Yeah. You know what? One of the things I remember, and I think you probably are going to remember this too. Do you remember when everybody kind of acted like, uh, like somehow Claire Lehman was all of a sudden a good person because she wasn't anti-vaccine for a minute there. So frustrating. It's the <laughs> same thing, right? It's like, oh, okay, she's a phrenologist, but she's not an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> Great. Um, there was like two factions of the IDW that were fighting it out in the early pandemic days. It was the phrenologists versus the anti-vaxxers. And, uh, you know... Fuck them both, I say. But some people were like, no, yes, great job, phrenologists. You guys are so much better. Well, it just shows what some people care about, right? Like, I think, I think you yeah. know. and it's, Absolutely. It's going to be, you know, people are going to call this identity politics. But, I mean, I don't think that there are politics that aren't based around somebody's identity or a group identity. Um, you know, yeah, I don't like anti-queer bigots. Sorry. <laughs> you know, yeah, and I'm sorry, me. if you're being discriminated against based on your identity, then you're going to push back on that. Right. And that is going to be identity politics because you're being discriminated against for your identity. Right. Of course. It's like, well, when you're the, when you're the, you know, somebody's like, oh, well, this person is just asking questions. I'm like, but yeah, but I'm the, you know, I'm the target of their questions. Excuse, yeah. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. It's, it's wild. It's wild. It's that, uh, again, I just think it's, you know, when people don't, it's not that people, you don't have to experience the, you know, anti-queer bigotry to care about it. My, my co-host for my the intellectual dollar tree is, Absolutely, a straight, yeah. is a straight man and he's, you know, a wonderful person and, you know, is not, you know, he's, you know, the host, the co-host of my show for a reason, you know, he's absolutely against anti-queer bigotry and he's always has been, but it just seems like sometimes people get it seems like there's this this notion that if the conversation is happening in a way that seems civil that it doesn't Ugh, really yeah. matter what the payload is yeah 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 that's a that's a real feature of the well they've they've stopped calling themselves the idw but you know the type i'm talking about they uh this civility porn right they can basically dehumanize anyone um, as long as they're doing it politely and that's all that matters. And that's, you know, I mean, I'm fairly to some impolite. People. I'm, 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 I'm actually kind of a giant dick on Twitter, but, <laughs> but like, well, I've been told the same, but you're way nicer than I am on Twitter, but it's because you're a woman. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can be super calm and I'll be called hysterical. Yeah. Shrill. <laughs> 
Yes. They might a bitch. Like there's all you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. Caddy. Although I'm gay, they might call me caddy too. I don't know. There's a little you know homophobia and sexism or especially yeah, yeah. homophobia against gay men, homophobia and anti woman sexism. They kinda yeah. they kinda rhyme a little bit sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Yeah. And I'm, I mean it, the misogyny and sexism against women affects like cis het men too. Like the expectations that they're you know that they have to maintain like uh, this persona that doesn't feel and that you know that doesn't like color and <laughs> certainly won't be seen with pink or i mean i don't like pink but no, it's for I, other other reasons <laughs> i think uh, i think a guy in a pink dress shirt can look, look pretty fly <laughs> well it doesn't meet my uh black and blue and dark purple um <laughs> rules well well we're not a <laughs> we're, we're, we'll leave the we'll leave the we'll leave our fashion differences aside we can still yeah yeah friends. let's not let's not argue about uh, <laughs> dress shirts <laughs> isn't it great that we can have this conversation and not have our disagreement about a pink shirt just derail the whole thing isn't it just wonderful yeah. see how open-minded we are <laughs> big brained even so one person i wanted to talk about and i think it's i think the main reason i wanted to talk about it is i think you're the first person i ever heard call michaela peterson beef daughter <laughs> right beef daughter is uh, getting worse and worse as well she's she talks a lot more about how she's managing the the family business. I don't know if you follow like what she's been yeah. doing. Like on uh, occasionally, occasionally, not too closely. I have my hands full with my mini series on Sam Harris, which I have to get back into. But like you know, I missed so much while I took time off um, because of a family tragedy that I have like I don't know how many <laughs> hours of content to listen to and. Um, then remake, like, make an episode that wraps up the miniseries. It's called Woking Up. If anyone else wants to check it out, you can find it on my Polite Conversations podcast feed. Which you can but, see right here. Yeah. <laughs> you go to soundcloud.com slash polite conversations. And there's a whole playlist. If you go over to playlists here, you can find Woking Up. And of course, you can find all this on uh, your podcatchers of choice. Also, yep. of course, you're on Patreon. Yep, yep, I sure am. Nice mangoes on Patreon. And uh, yeah, so that's why I haven't been following anyone else as closely because uh, I have a lot of catching up on Harris to do. Well, and what, what she's, she's, you know, I thought for a while that she had kind of more to do with what was going on. Then they were letting on, and it just turns out that lately she's been, you know, saying that she's the manager of the family business, and that makes sense, honestly, because you know she has some, she believes some wild things or whatever, but her her head's still screwed on, kind of, kind of correctly. It seems like, you know what I mean? She's not. She seems like she's going to. She's not going to do anything wild or impulsive or whatever. And nah, I mean, I don't know. She thinks lettuce can make you depressed for days. <laughs> And, 
Oh, but I just mean she's not so far gone like Jordan Peterson is. So like it's not yelling surprising. at street signs and shit. Yeah, yeah, not yet, not yet. She's maybe capable of managing to. <laughs> but the, the beef will, the beef and salt will get to her eventually. <laughs> and I also, I, I don't believe that they're eating just beef. I just. I, no, no. She also said that she switched from beef to like lamb or something. But she doesn't advertise it because lamb is cuter and people would make a bigger fuss or some, something like that, she said. Yeah, that's the thing. I just don't believe them, though. I think they would be incredible. They'd be, like, very sickly, right? Well, Jordan Peterson is deteriorating right before our eyes. He actually put on some weight, uh, it looked like, since he got uh, out of the hospital and stuff, but I just don't think like how many years are they claiming now that she's been eating just beef? I think she'd she'd be like she'd be in such poor health. I just don't believe them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We can't really prove it, but yeah, right, of course, it, of course. I don't know if you heard my episode on food and fascism, um, where I did like this musical intro bit with. Uh, little clips from these IDW types talking about food. And one of the clips I found was Michaela Peterson talking about how um, if you feed a baby beef, I think it's beef, or maybe she said meat, as their first ever food, their first ever solid food, their head circumference is larger. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody tell Claire. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's wild watching her because she's kind of taking that space up that her dad used to take up. I don't know. Um, one of the things that shocked us is we were like during the after show for uh, Intellectual Dollar Tree. This didn't end up on the, the podcast feed, but uh, we just grabbed a recent video of hers and it was about psychiatric medication. And then we looked up her guest and her guest was a fucking Scientologist. Uh, yeah. Did she mention that? No, the person <laughs> like we do. Uh, <clears throat> we do a whole uh thing on thursdays where we do cults in the satanic panic and the first hour is usually scientology so i'm like super familiar with their kind of talking points and their nomenclature and stuff so we looked up her guest and her guest uh, did in fact work for a group called the citizens commission on human rights which is just an anti-mental health front for the cult of scientology and nobody like nobody seemed to care like, you know what I'm saying? None of her people no, seem no, to care. The, that look. The right is, like, getting way more blatant lately, it seems. Like, she even had one of these, um, I don't know if it was a debate or just a talk, but, like, on her podcast, it was, like, sweatshops. Are they bad or good? And she had, like, <laughs> someone for it and against it. And it just seems like... A caricature, right? Who's going to be debating sweatshops? Why? And they didn't even like try to, they didn't even try to like dog whistle it by saying like, oh, you know, hard manual labor is good for your character or what, you know, whatever, whatever kind of bullshit they would have said five years ago. Yeah. And yeah. And by the way, I mean that, you know, not people who do those kinds of jobs are, are you know, admirable because those are difficult jobs and hard manual labor. I've, I've never done hard manual labor and, uh, you know, there's no, no slight there, but it's like calling it. It's not like, not even, not even trying to dog whistle it and just be like, should we bring back sweatshops is fucking crazy. Yeah. I, I, 
don't even know like i mean at least it's like mask off and i think the young people are just not and they're not having it right at least in america you look at charts and stuff and like the only the only like the group, i hope so yeah if you look at a chart like the millennials everybody every other group tends to get a little more conservative as they get old the millennials just went the other way mm. as they get older they're they're less and less of them are identifying with the republican party but it's like the sense you get online is not that because i don't know just so many extremely popular extremely far right content creators now and how do they get so much popularity if people aren't buying that anymore well you have to think about it right if you have a million followers well there's 360 or so million people in the united states mm. so like you know what I mean? it takes it, it's, it's just a small portion yeah. yeah you can have a big following but you it's it's important to understand that like this isn't like a big following like michael jackson at his peak of popularity right that's a whole different level of celebrity or Madonna at the peak of her popularity. Mm. So, you know, when you, you know, you think about, you know, if Michael Jackson's thriller would have only sold a million copies, it would have not been thriller. So having a million followers, I would love to have a million followers. I would just, I would, I would think I was the shit, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, in perspective, that's if, you know, how many people are on the planet that have access to the internet? You know, it's a, it's a small slice, mm -hmm. but it, it sucks that these people are able to monetize hate the way that they've been able to. It's, it's, it's depressing. Yeah. And actually going back to Jordan Peterson, what surprises me most is that this extremely obvious fundy, got such a boost from like the atheists of the new atheist scene. And I wrote about this years ago on my blog when back when I used to blog, um, you know, something titled like, I don't know, Jordan Peterson and his strange atheist bedfellows. I think when he came on Sam Harris's show, he was like the most popular guest uh, request aside from Stefan Molyneux or something. Um, just like, it just goes to show who their audiences are, right? Not people who are interested in actually uh, fighting the Christian theocracy that is posing a threat to so many people's rights right now. You know, Sam Harris, I think he's, everybody's like, oh, he's such a thoughtful guy. Well, if a thoughtful guy might want to take a look in the mirror and think about their audience when their most popular guest request is Stefan Molyneux. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, uh, that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. That was many years ago now. So I don't know who it would be, but he did like, I did clip that at some point and put it in woking up. So I do know that that was a thing. The, and there was an incident with a where Sam edited out things that Christian Piccolini said. Yes, yes, and he took Stefan Molyneux's side, and then he went uh, uh, further in a recent interview and said that he did not do it because of the legal threat that he got from Stefan Molyneux. He would have done it anyway. That's wild because uh, 
the only time he had like an anti-racist, not just somebody, you know, he's had people on his show who aren't racist, but the yeah. only time he ever had somebody whose project was that of anti-racism, yeah. he edited, edited them out talking shit about Stefan Molyneux. Yeah, yeah. And just like, why? He's had, even if he thought it wasn't the complete truth, he could have just put a disclaimer on and, and been like, well, you know, I don't agree or something, but here's our conversation. Anyway, he's had so many people spouting so much nonsense, so much misinformation and disinformation, so many conspiracy theories about, uh, you know, a great replacement from Douglas Murray. And he himself talks about the CRT bullshit as if it's a real thing. He has Barry Weiss on for fuck's sake. Yeah, my favorite thing about Barry Weiss is that she had claimed that she was subject to like anti-Semitic harassment in the New York Times Slack. And then mm. she like people like above her, like HR and uh, management was like, can we get examples of this? And uh, she never, you know, never came up with the examples. And then they combed through uh, the Slack to try to find it because they were, you know, you, you're running the New York Times. You don't want that shit. Yeah. You, you yeah. Don't, you don't want that shit in your communication period it isn't about barry weiss and they couldn't find it and it just so happened that the ceo of the new york times had uh, re retired right after barry weiss quit and she went on uh, uh kara swisher's old network recode before carol moved on um and it was on a uh, peter kafka show and the, he just straight up said that you know we couldn't find this we searched for you know this as much as you know as best we oh could that's in interesting i didn't know that yeah, there's a clip of it. I can send. I can send it to you after if you remind me. There's a. I have the. Yeah. I, I actually put it up. I put the clip of it up on my Facebook, our Facebook page because, well, it was a convenient place to put a video that we were going to run on our show mm -hmm. because we didn't want to run the whole podcast. We just wanted a slice of it. Right. So. Right. Yeah, that was it. Was it was pretty wild, and I don't. I don't know why. Like, I don't know why nobody ever kind of followed up on that because that's a pretty pretty nasty thing to accuse your former employer of yeah yeah and especially if it wasn't happening and i don't think it was because i don't think i don't think they wouldn't tolerate that shit at the new york times i don't think well i don't know like people can say things in private chat and like it doesn't have to be obvious to everyone yeah. at the moment but uh if if you're saying that they look through and didn't find anything and she didn't come up with anything to show then that is quite strange or but, maybe not so strange if you <laughs> if you know barry weiss yeah, maybe not so strange and the my my other favorite thing is that that she was starting a university and i guess now she's not <laughs> i don't know what happened to that oh I, I made a i made an image of it it was like a it had a like a like calipers next to the uh, University of Texas logo and then it said like <laughs> under it if the staff is good enough for the kids at Epstein Island they're good enough for your kids. Oh gosh. <laughs> that, that got shared around a lot but uh, oh. I, I, I feel like maybe it was maybe it was a little too on the nose there and maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe I shouldn't maybe I shouldn't have done that but like what happened with that like they, they keep coming up with these new grifts and then it just doesn't go anywhere. Yeah there's also that like foundation against intolerance and not no no not against yeah foundation against intolerance and racism fair, fair. and that's like a who's who of anti anti-racists yeah. it's 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 like 
what um, one of my one of my former co-hosts would call it a who's who of who can go fuck themselves. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like it's like Pinker. It's like all the race and IQ people are in there, like Pinker yeah. and, and Height, and I don't know if Harris is involved, but I bet he no, would've... no, I don't think so. But uh, what's his name? Uh, the other Shermer. Shermer, yeah, that guy, yeah. Yeah. One of the things I talked, I brought it up with uh, with Chris from uh, Gurus, and I wanted to ask you about this. Do you think there's an I got accused of um, sexual harassment or sexual assault to now I'm a, like a right wing asshole pipeline? Yeah, I think there is somewhat, uh, because if they feel like the left will hold them more accountable, then they turn to people who don't seem to care about that stuff and... Guess who that is? <laughs> Just like uh, Silverman. Remember, he used to call himself a feminist, and now he's like an MRA hardcore and a pretty open racist. Yeah, he. I think he immediately went running to Sargon of Akkad <laughs> after like the stuff came out. I'm I'm unsure about the this the 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 Silverman stuff. I it was it wasn't as publicized, I guess, as the Shermer stuff. But like before, no, I think it was more like huh. there was a big piece in was it BuzzFeed News and something else. I don't think there was any like official piece aside from a couple of blog posts about Shermer. I could be mistaken because again, that was before I was following this scene. Yeah, it it, it could have been that it could have been that um, like where I was, yeah, in this, like I was hearing more about it or whatever, because I was going to like the cons and stuff at the time. Mm -hmm. And so, so like, it's interesting. You asked me about that merge thing, that f new atheism, far right merge thing. Um, so let me just explain for anyone who isn't familiar is that this whole like drama, podcaster drama happened on Twitter um, because there was this like article written in Salon called New Atheism Merged with the Far Right. And I thought, you know, among not right-wing atheists, it was like an understood thing, right? And so then when I see like some of these left bro podcasters trying to defend New Atheism's honor, uh, I was like, well, firstly, it's completely factually inaccurate. And uh, what are they getting out of this, right? So I put out like my own episodes, um, you know, just sort of detailing and listing the stuff that I have seen. And there's just like mountains of examples of new atheists merging with the far right. There's just so much. It's ridiculous that anyone that isn't right wing would try to deny it. So anyways, that caused a lot of drama. But now recently, that whole circle, um, not going to name names, but they're embroiled in their own scandal because there was like some people that came forward with accusations about one of the co-hosts um, just being very inappropriate with people in different to different degrees and uh, yeah and it turns out that a bunch like a, a bunch of these guys knew like these supposed feminist guys that are supposed progressives of the atheist scene that have done like content about me too and talked about the nuances and 
Uh, yeah, and they had been covering it up since, like, I don't know, 2017, 2018, and continuing to profit off working with someone that is a sexual predator. It's a, again, I just think it's like the white dude bro problem. <laughs> yeah, it could be. I mean, I would hope that it isn't a given that white dude bros are okay with covering this sort of stuff or profiting off of this sort of stuff, especially if they claim to be feminists, especially if they put out content about me too. Um, well, yeah, it's, 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 it's more like when you get, <clears throat> when you get a scene that that's all who's there and that's all who's popular is you like, you end up like, this is just, this is just like a pattern. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not nothing intrinsic about being a white dude, bro. I think it's more like when you get a critical mass, you're going to eventually have some people in your, in your group or whatever, who can't behave themselves, who are shitty to other people. And, yeah. and it's just, you know, maybe for some people it's, I, I don't understand it myself, but I could, I guess it's probably, it's more important to protect the group because maybe the group's making money or the group. Yeah. That's the thing. The group, or, the group is making money. And also with the whole argument over merge gate, the, the, investment in the atheist identity is stronger for some people so they feel threatened if like the atheist scene is criticized even though people say again and again it's not to the godlessness that is being criticized it's this particular movement that has turned right wing or maybe has always been right maybe maybe it wasn't noticed because at you know for a long time just being openly against religion was like almost edgy. And so I think a lot of them, a lot of people were maybe for gay rights because they didn't think religious people were. Yeah. And so it was like, it was like a, my it was like more a tribal thing than, a than, um, cause knowing who the out group is, is tribalism as much as knowing who the in group is. And so if mm -hmm. the out group is religious people or religious fundamentalists, then you're going to side with gay people on issues of gay rights. But you, that doesn't, that doesn't mean you actually but care now, about look, gay who's rights. Siding with the fundamentalists calling, uh, everyone in the whole LGBTQ umbrella, like too woke or too fragile or whatever, while their rights are being stripped away. Right. That's what's happening now. Yeah. And it's, it's, I guess it's just not surprising if you think about it from the idea that we were just a prop. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. They'd turn on, you know, they didn't care about gay rights. They just wanted to piss off the religious people. And a good way to do that was to uh, make the right noises about caring about gay rights. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Same with, uh, you know, women in Islamic theocracies when they undermine feminism at home. Well, they just, you know, the, the, the talking point is that feminism here has gone too far or whatever, but I don't even know what that means. It's like. You know, I'm like, well, you know, you try to get examples and they just give you examples of somebody who's mean to them on Twitter. And I'm like, well, that's not really, it's not really. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Or, or some book they don't like that someone wrote. I'm like, well, okay. I've seen a lot of books. I don't like that. <laughs> like, so yeah. what? Yeah. There's that. What, what is it called? White fragility. Yeah. And, um, there was someone who tweeted out like a picture of someone who wrote a very angry note or like a post-it like and stuck it on the bookstore on this pile of books like the white fragility books it's like what better example of what the title is talking about yeah it's 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 just been it's just been a weird 
it's just been a weird journey through like secularism. Like, Mm -hmm. like I, it went like I, for me, it was like atheism. Then elevator gate happened. Then I saw, saw that some, some of the atheists started to like merge in with the men's rights activists. Don't you dare say merge. It's a forbidden word. Well, but then, then Gamergate happened, and like no, a lot joking, of the atheist content way. creators were now doing Gamergate shit about Zoe Quinn, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, th- another thing that I only caught like the tail end of, and didn't quite understand fully at the time, but yeah, it's really bizarre, especially as a person coming from a like an extreme theocracy like Saudi Arabia. Where we're forced to wear like black cloaks, or we were when I lived there. I don't. I think things have relaxed a bit since then, but only on the surface. Um, but you know, when you find like movement atheism online, you suddenly think, "Oh my gosh, these are my people. I'm free to say what I want," and you know, these are people that are going to think like me and. No, it's like, it's such a hard thing to come to terms with that you're surrounded by the same kind of bigots, again, just with like, um, better vocabularies and more sophisticated ways of sneaking that bigotry in. Well, I think once it, I think it it eventually became a clout chase and that's just never good for a community ever when the whole thing just becomes a clout chase. Because I think, you know, there were people who were clearly at the top who, you know, in some cases didn't even need the atheist community. Dawkins, uh, Sam Harris, um, you know, Michael Shermer, they were all kind of all had careers. But there was like a level under there where people were just chasing clout to try to, like, gain popularity. And I think that I think that those people were the ones who kind of led the led the shift into, like, men's rights activist stuff. And then the people above them eventually kind of followed Although to, you know, to like maybe Sam Harris's credit, he hasn't had any like the boy problem kind of people on his show or anything uh, yet. What do you mean? Oh, like the boy. I don't know if you know about this. There's this like kind of rebranding of the men's rights kind of movement, the manosphere where they're saying, well, now actually we just care about the problems of men and boys. We're not um, anti-feminist. Oh, well, no. I mean, he had Peterson on. Peterson is incel king. Yeah, I guess he's the one exception. He's a, I call him, I call him incel Ron Hubbard. Uh, Douglas Murray. He's also like, he's not, that's not his main focus because he hates immigrants more than he hates feminists, I suppose. And that guy's like one of the most mask off racist people you can find. And I can't with a posh accent. Yes. Yeah. It's very posh racism. It's all very posh. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he's. I wonder if he's old money or if he puts that accent on. It would. I would. It probably be trivial to look it up. But I. It'd be. It'd be funny if he like, is like, like, like not from like a posh background and he just puts that accent on to seem smart or something. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I would assume that he went to some posh private school, but I have to say I haven't looked into that. No, aspect. I, I don't look too much into the personal lives of these people, actually, because they're my, my problem with them. what they're saying is really enough to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my problem with them is their their statements on the record as a public figure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and how they try to weasel out of their own um, statements 
I didn't say that. I didn't mean that. Yeah, no, that's, not what I, that's not what I meant. That's not what I yeah. meant. You're intentionally misunderstanding me, that kind of stuff. Yeah. They, they all do that. And the other thing, and, and maybe we can, as we get into the talking about what, what appears to be the collapse of what used to be the IDW, one of the things that a lot of the galaxy brain people do is they're like, well, this person was nice to me, so I don't understand why so many people think they're a monster. They were so cordial yeah. to me when I spoke with them. It's like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, like back when I had Sam Harris on my show in 2016, I think it was, I told him in detail what my issues with Dave Rubin were, what my issues and concerns about Gad Sad and Douglas Murray were. And yeah, he had nothing but excuses. No clear answers, just like dodging what I was saying. Um, even about Tommy Robinson, really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's this idea. Uh, one of the guys from the Q Origins uh, project was on. We were talking. We I don't know how it got to like intellectual uh, dark web figures, but he was just calling it. He's like, this is just academic window dressing. And people see that and they think that the people they're listening to are smart, nice, interesting, funny, you know, on point. And he's like, but all they're doing is just dressing up their bad ideas with with academic sounding words and uh, yeah. concepts that they might very well be from academia, but aren't necessarily, you know, being applied That's correctly or at all. IDW slash heterodox sphere is about, right? Yeah. That, that That's and a money. project and, and money. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And, but yeah, so I had told Harris about all these people and he just made excuse after excuse after excuse. And then, um, you know, fast forward a few years and he's finding some of the same issues with these people and he's finding out that they're not very nice people at all because now he's gone too far for them just because he's anti-Trump, you know. He still, you know, buys into all the right-wing nonsense, the anti-woke bullshit, the anti-trans bullshit, the anti-CRT, the anti-anti-racism, but, but, you know, he's anti-Trump, so he's pissed them off, and uh, now he's seeing that they're not so great after all. Your conversation with Sam Harris was actually the piece of content we went over for the very first episode of the Intellectual Dollar Tree. <laughs> I do remember that you said uh, you were going to do that, and I did listen. It was great. Yeah, uh, uh, the one of the co the co-host for that one actually passed away one night after I leaving know. my studio r.i.p I joe the breadboard baker he'd be so proud though of like what we've done with the intellectual dollar tree we actually uh, chart sometimes on uh on apple Podcasts, which is stunning oh although, nice although our reviews are all one-star reviews going you don't understand the people that you're criticizing it's it's, 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 it's exactly what we want the reviews to be <laughs> So as the as the the former kind of IDW crumbles and starts to faction off, I think you what you'd said about the being what the the phrenologists versus the anti-vaxxers is like the best is like the best way to kind of describe what's happening as it factions off. <laughs> Do you think any of them are, that their fifteen minutes of fame is almost up? No, because they find like new circles. Like, if they become more extreme, they find a more extreme audience, you know? 
Uh, I, and I don't think that it's crumbling in the sense um, that it's just going to cease to exist. I think it's just, um, I guess, changing and there might be some of them might be going their own ways, but they will have this common thread of bigotry and bigotry sanitization uh, and they'll just call themselves something else or whatever, you know? They're going to be the same kinds of people still. I mean, you had already brought up one of the rebrandings is like they started talking about heterodoxy. Yeah. And that's just the same people. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the same exactly. group of people who all believe the same thing, so it's an orthodoxy of its own. It's not... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you go against what they say, they're going to turn on you like... Like, um, what's his name? The trigonometry guys turned on Sam Harris. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, Constantine and non Oliver. I, I don't even know what the other guy's called, but I think, yeah, one of them is called Constantine. Yeah. Yeah. And the other guy, I don't know his name, but we just call him non Oliver. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Does he look like John Oliver? No, but he's he, it just he's trying to do a John Oliver impression. It's pretty pretty, oh. pretty obvious. Or maybe okay. he doesn't know that that's what he's doing or maybe I'm just maybe my anti-UK bias is showing. <laughs> I haven't seen enough of their content really, but um that interview was inter- interesting because um well, what Sam said was really really dumb and he's tried to walk it back like a few times. Um, claiming he doesn't care that the rights canceled him over it. But like, really, when you know there's so many conspiracy theories out there about Hunter Biden and the laptop and then you and then like the Pizzagate type shit, like it's actually dangerous to go there and say like, oh, well, I don't care if he had kids and locked up in his basement or something. He said something really dumb. I yeah, don't know. Maybe it, it you can, something along those lines. Maybe you can splice in a clip or something. Yeah. And. Yeah, because he could have just said, no, I, I don't care. Hunter Biden isn't running, wasn't running for president. And there was no, yeah. there was no indication that he was going to be part of the president's team in the administration. So, yeah. and plenty of people have problems in their families with drug addiction and, you know, members of their family who you know, break the law. He's like, I don't know if that should, you know, that you could, you could just go, you'd be like a compassionate person and say that you don't care about it because, you know just the president's son and you know you can't control people but instead he was like oh yeah. i don't care if the if he's doing a pizza gate it's like oh you yeah idiot. and then of course he energized like people like tucker carlson who's like oh look he admits and it was just so ridiculous the dumbest way to push back against that of course trust sam harris and then he also admitted in that interview um every time i write something about harris or put some episode out about him i get like a bunch of people in my replies always saying well you don't you clearly don't know anything about harris Uh, did you know he's anti-trump how can he be right wing do you know how anti-trump he is i bet you've never heard any of his anti-trump stuff like yes i have and i've actually covered it and the very unique ways in which he is anti-trump defending on the one hand from any accusations of racism making the bar very very high and then also saying yeah 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 i know he's a racist because i've seen a video or i've i know that a videotape exists of him saying the n-word and but still the the ways in which the reasons that the left called him a racist for like he's not racist for those reasons or 
you know, like he does a lot of this both sides of his mouth shit. And he admitted in that trigonometry interview that uh, actually he agrees with a lot of Trump's politics and a lot of his policies and a lot of, you know, that's the thing that I always tell people. It's not that his politics that he hates Trump for. It's because he thinks Trump is a buffoon. Right. And because he thinks Trump, um, you know, energized the wokes (laughs) and legitimized their fears. Right. And it's, concerns. It's, it's form. It's, he doesn't like the form, basically, of Trump. He doesn't like the aesthetic. Yeah. It's not, it's not the policy. It's not the ideas. It's the aesthetic. It's, 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 the, it's, it's very uncouth to run around calling your, your daughter a 9.5 to anybody who will listen to you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, that's the stuff that, that's this, and that, that tr- fucking puts me off too, but it's like part of a broader problem with his character and that's why he shouldn't have been the president and it's, his bigotry in politics yeah 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 well that's his his character right those are uh, yeah and that's oh these people that uh, god you know you know what you know what they them and their fans really hate it if you say anything about the character like they don't they're like oh in, engage the ideas engage the ideas and you're like well after hearing enough bad ideas i'm going to start making some judgments about your character sorry buddy like mm-hmm. you know what we do well, yeah it all the time. like how many ideas do you have to engage before you can conclude that this person is a pretty terrible person like you can't just endlessly engage each idea in a vacuum in fact they don't want you to do that either because then you're taking it out of context yeah of There's, course you can't yeah. fuck, you can't win and it's because it's cult it's cult of personality stuff oh yeah first it's like you don't even know because you haven't listened to every single piece of content they've put out or it's like you're obsessed because you listen to every single piece of content that he puts out let's be again it's just cult of personality stuff it's you know most most people who listen to sam's podcast aren't going to come and bother you or more, more often you than me. I don't get, I don't get, I don't get, I don't know, maybe even a 10th of what you get, but like me and me and Hunter are way more nasty than you are. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we're like the content of our podcast, even it's pretty nasty. We're not, we're not, you know, approaching the, the, the discussion in good faith. In fact, the, the tagline of the, the podcast is that we've entered the marketplace of ideas in bad faith. but i'm just not a woman of color and i'm you know if i was maybe more gay presenting maybe i'd get more hate but i i I don't know i think it's just it's they just you know i'm I'm like a like a 40 something year old white guy so maybe they don't think that i need to be put in my place (laughs) well specifically with ex-muslims right they were such a convenient tool for uh new atheists and their fan bases um and because i didn't fit the mold or maybe it seemed like i was going to do that for them at some point and then suddenly i didn't that was very upsetting for a lot of people the nerve to bring your own ideas to the marketplace yeah <laughs> yeah it's 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 been weird it's been weird and i i do like i do see like the things people say to you in your comments and i'm like why what is wrong with these? Like on Twitter, like what is wrong with these people? I don't even want to know what's going on in your DMs. These some of these people probably get massively pissed off at you and, and decide to DM you too. Yeah, I just like delete and block. Yeah, that that's good because like I if I don't 
I don't DM like why would you DM a stranger to scold them? Like that's that's bizarre behavior. Yeah, I mean I, I get DMs, emails. Um yeah. We 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 get we get emails every so often about the show and usually they're not very nice, but <laughs> but it's you know just I just think it's probably, you know, pales in comparison to what you get. And I think it's just because you're you're a woman of color and a from the middle, you know, uh, born in the Middle East. And like you said, their expectations are that you were going to be eye on Hersi Ali and you're not. Yeah. She's got yeah. worse too, my God. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> and she's mean too. I mean, I'm mean, I, whatever. People are like, you're so mean on Twitter. But I mean, she's like, it's different. I don't know. I just feel like, I just feel like, I just feel like I have my fucking, I just feel like I'm aiming the right direction most of the time when I'm being mean. And I, and she's just, it's just, it's just weird. It's weird. Cause she'll just pop up out of nowhere and just say like horrible things. And then like, she'll be gone for another six months or a year. And mm. then she'll pop up again and just say horrible things again. It's like, what you, what and just doing? really unintelligent. Like remember when she compared like, uh, I guess BLM or wokeness in general to ISIS. And some of the points she had were like so beyond stupid. Like you, you see, they both do chants. One chants BLM and the other chants Allahu Akbar or something like that. I, I don't remember. It was that level but, of comparison. But like, so does everybody who goes to church. They chant right. things in church too. Like Catholics, they, you know, that's I mean, one of the things about the People mass. chant things in sports and right. it's just, Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, uh, sports fans are, in fact, like the, um, they're like the Mujahideen. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> I did not know that, but <laughs> I am not a fan of sports, so I will. Uh, I, don't uh, cancel me, anyone, please. I like I like the spectacle of going to like big sporting events, but I don't. It's not that I like sports; it's that I like, you know, I like the spectacle, the the density of the people, like the the energy of the crowd and stuff. But yeah, mm. I don't really care that much about sports. So I, I think we'll, I think we'll, I think we'll uh, maybe uh, put a, put a fork in it for the podcast part here. We can definitely continue on a little bit for my patrons and for my uh, people who are going to check it out live on uh, Wednesday though, after, but bef before we get out of here, if you uh, reintroduce yourself as I didn't even, uh, as, as a, being a bad host, I didn't ask you to do properly at the beginning and tell people where the best place to find you are. Okay. I am Ina. Uh, known as at Nice Mangoes on Twitter or at Nice Mangoes Art on Instagram. I'm barely ever on Instagram, but you know, maybe if I got more followers, I might be there more often. Um, you can find me on Patreon. You can find me on uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. I do the Polite Conversations podcast, uh, where the conversations are not always so super polite <laughs> well thank you again it's it's been it's been a, a goal of ours since we started the intellectual dollar tree to have you on and i'm glad we were fi finally able to do that yeah me too if you like what we're doing at echoplex and aren't into twitch please join our patreon at patreon.com echoplex for five dollars you can get every show from beginning to end sent to you as an mp3 even the stuff we bleep out because it's too spicy for twitch Echoplex would not be where we are today if it wasn't for the community support we receive. Find out all the ways you can support the show at echoplexmedia.com support.